Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Next? I'm Stacy Riska. And I'm Dave Riska. We are your expert franchise matchmakers. And today, I'm on a little bit of a rant. So I'm hoping Dave can give me some clarity on a situation that I encountered the other day. Dave, you feel you can give me some honest feedback? I definitely can. (laughs) All right. Welcome to What's Your Next. This is the go-to podcast for aspiring business owners who want to get to the next level, escape the rat race, and give their middle finger to the corporate nine-to-five. If you want financial freedom, work-life balance, and the business of your dreams, you're in the right place. Dave and Stacy Riska, husband-wife franchising duo, openly share their successes, failures, and lessons learned in franchising, business ownership, and working with your spouse. Here's what happened. I was talking to a candidate who was gung-ho, really interested in owning a business. They were currently in a job that they hated, a common mantra that we hear all the time, right? All the typical reasons. I hate my boss. I hate my company. I know I'm next on the chopping block for layoffs. And if I'm going to work this hard, why should I do it building somebody else's wealth instead of mine? Totally made sense, right? And this person that I was talking to was very open to exploring franchises because they knew that since they had never owned a business before, Franchising made a lot of sense, a proven system where you can ramp up quickly. So as you can see, Dave, so far, the candidate that I talked to, it really fit into what you call the eight Fs, right? That's correct. And what would be the reason, just so our audience would know, what was their reason? Well, it was fallacy of job security, right? One of the Fs. (laughs) What the F, right? (laughs) And their F was fallacy of job security. Absolutely. All right, so you're with me so far? I am absolutely with you. All right, so as I continue the conversation with this candidate, I asked them, I said, well, if you're looking at business ownership, what is the most important criteria to you in having a successful business? And you know what their answer was? No, tell me. Their answer was, well, Stacy, if I'm gonna own a business, I must make my full salary on day one in this business. Hmm. I must make my full salary on day one in this business. So you can see why I'm a little bit on a rant. But let me ask you, Dave, is this realistic? Well, Stacy, first off, it is a good, a good statement, right? I mean, generally people coming out of the corporate world, you know, they're coming out, they've had a salary for a very long time. They're used to that money coming in on a regular basis. And for that type of expectation for them, it's not unrealistic only in that they've never really been in business before, so they really don't know what to expect. So what I want to start off with is a good piece of information regarding that, and that is that when you're evaluating franchises and you feel like this is you and you you need to replace your income immediately, One of the things about buying a franchise that's really nice is there's something called an FDD, and we've talked about this recently in our previous episodes. We've actually gone through and kind of reviewed 13 of the items in the FDD. We're going to continue forward with the rest of them after this episode. Uh, 
But the reality of it is item 19 in the FDD spells out for you from the results of other franchises in that franchise system, what some of the average incomes are for those that are working in that franchise. Now, here's the thing, okay? Number one, depending on the franchise that you choose, you may never replace your current income. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're an attorney or, you know, something like that, and you're used to making a large, you know, double six-digit income, then it's not realistic at all to think that you're going to come in and buy some franchises and replace that income. So it's going to be and a lot of the reason why that you need to work with someone like us is if that truly is one of your criteria is to replace that income as quick as you can, then it's also going to limit some of the choices that you can choose for, you know, choosing your franchise, right? I mean, there's just some of them out there that realistically, not that you couldn't replace your income necessarily, but they're not really designed that way okay so for instance like some of the real estate ones are more you know fix and flip and you'll you know it takes time you know it's going to take time to build that and do that in two months three months four months before you flip your first house right and if you do that you have no income for two or three months and if you're lucky you could replace your income in the first year right so i'm not going to say it's not possible to do it but realistically doing it from day one probably isn't that realistic. Generally, when you go into acquiring a franchise, the franchise has an investment schedule they give you. And part of their schedule includes operating money to pay you during your ramp up phase. Now that is not income. That is borrowed money that you're using to pay yourself an income from during that ramp up phase. You hope to recover that income as quick. I mean, you hope to replace that as quickly as possible with income. But the reality of it is chances are in year one, it's going to be difficult to replace that income. Now, I want to make a disclaimer here. We are not allowed to make income claims here. That is not part of our, you know, what we're allowed to do under the guidelines of being a franchise consultant. So it's really important that regardless of what anybody tells you, you really need to dig deep into that FDD and figure out, is it even possible to replace my income at all with this franchise? And if so, maybe during the due diligence phase of your investigation, when you're talking to other franchisees, this would be a question to ask them. How quickly did you ramp up your business and replace the income, whatever theirs was from wherever they came from, you know, before they got into this, how quickly did they replace their income, right? You can you can ask those kind of questions to other franchisees of that system, but we cannot quote to you in any way, shape, or form that of any income you, you, that you're going to be replacing that when you acquire a franchise. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Dave. It's always nice to have an outside perspective on it. I have two additional takes on it. So if you're kind of in a situation where you're in a job and you're thinking that you might want to leave to start a business, but you really do need to replace your income. So let's say you're making six figures, right? And so the ultimate question is, well, is it realistic to make six figures on day one? And I think the answer is, well, maybe. As Dave said, you need to look at the FDD. But let me challenge that a little bit. What if maybe you were able to make 
$75,000 instead of 100 in your first year because you're ramping up your business. But by the end of year two, you're making 200 or 250. Is that, you know, can you live with that result? So you really have to ask yourself, what do you need today? But ultimately, what do you need long term? Because you're building a business as a long term investment and an asset. So I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate on myself as well, because Dave, aren't there some businesses that you can be cash flow positive on day one? Well, Stacey, again, you know, without making earnings claims, right. <laughs> there are franchise opportunities out there that can provide you cash flow from when you right when from when you come out of the gates. However, a lot of that is highly dependent on things like it could be a territory, you know, you could be the territory you're in where, you know, maybe you're in a, in a seasonal business and you start and you have rain for three months and you can't do work, right? So there's a lot of factors that can play into any type of business income, regardless franchise or not franchise. So I really don't want to make a statement regarding that particular point. Um, what I will say is that there are opportunities in a lot of franchises to wrap, ramp your income up very quickly, it may not be from day one. Well, we have seen some concepts that are very impressive. The ones that are very strong in marketing and have kind of membership or recurring revenue-based concepts. So think of fitness, where you're selling memberships to a gym or some kind of a boutique fitness concept. We have seen concepts where they sell out the memberships even before the grand opening. So you are cash flow positive on day one. Or, or um, concepts like mosquito, tick, and flea spraying because you're getting those contracts up front even before you go out and do the initial spraying. So there are kind of concepts that can bring in cash flow very quickly. But as Dave said, obviously we can't make any guarantees to you personally, but item 19 will answer a lot of those questions and doing your due diligence with other franchisees will certainly give you clarity on the numbers. Absolutely, yep. Right. All right, so let's dive a little bit deeper then because the candidate that I was talking to, they're like, they kind of got it, right? And they were like, well, you know, if I can't make the, my numbers on day one, then I'll just go look at an established business, right? I'll just buy an established business and I'll get my numbers on day one. What do you think about that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's dive into that a little deeper, you know, number one. A lot of times when you go to acquire an existing business and they already have a book of clients, you're paying a premium for that, mm -hmm. all right? Which means that if you're paying that premium, unless you're paying cash for the whole thing, then you're probably gonna be borrowing money, right? And the reality of it is that, yes, you might be cash flow positive from the business perspective, but you also may be paying interest on a loan for that premium that you paid for that business. That's if you're lucky. Yeah, you're yeah. you're paying interest on your right. paycheck. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> right. What we found, though, a lot of times with existing businesses is that, number one, when you're buying an existing business, there is no 
FDD. There's no franchise disclosure document. There's nobody out there to represent that the numbers that you're seeing are really truthful and accurate. You have to figure this out on your own. And what ends up happening is you really have to think about, well, you know, if it's this good, then why is this person selling the business, right? You know, and a lot of times that comes true, meaning that there was something under the hood that wasn't disclosed properly necessarily, or maybe it was disclosed properly. And it would, you know, they're asking for such a large premium, which we see a lot of times on very cash, cash flow rich businesses that, you know, it's not that you won't recoup that and see those numbers, but you still won't see them in true form, you know, until year two or year three, because you're paying interest on a loan for the premium you had to pay for that type of a business. So again, we can't make income claims on any kind of a business, franchise, not franchise. But what we, I will say, I can say clearly is that an existing business does not have an FDD, meaning there's no FTC overseeing those numbers that you're looking at to even validate if they really are true and that those are the numbers you could expect to get after you purchase that business. Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons to looking at an existing business. Dave and I, we prefer to lead candidates to those kind of concepts when it makes a smart strategic decision to snap it on to a business that's already in place. So for example, Dave and I actually did this ourselves. Way back in the day, we had started a business from scratch doing outsourcing work. And as we grew in scale, we realized we need some additional capabilities. It made more sense for us to go out and buy the businesses and snap them on to what we had than for us to kind of grow and create it organically. So that's a situation where looking at an existing business would make sense. And we weren't doing it to buy a a salary or cash flow on day one. So let's kind of bring this home for our audience, talking about a franchise that we own, Dave, our coffee smoothie (laughs) business, which happy anniversary to us. As of this recording, we're actually celebrating 17 years in this business, right? (laughs) And so it's it's been a ride. It's been a journey. But when we first started the business, Dave and I were doing this together. And yes, it was important for us to pull out some income and some salary. And we were making good money in the business. I mean, we could have filled the wheelbarrows and took it to the bank and, you know, kind of cashed it all in. But we really didn't do that, Dave. So you want to share more about what our strategy was and why we took that approach? Sure. And this comes back, you know, into any business. This isn't necessarily franchise business. But when you're in a business and you're in the early stages of that business, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Do I take the money out and stick it in my pocket? Is that the best place for that money? Or do I take that money and reinvest it in the growth of my own business? Meaning that I'm taking the capital that I could take out of that business and I'm using it to maybe make a strategic acquisition, maybe to, you know, more marketing, to help you bring in more clients, to to gain market share in that area quickly because, you know, you have a lead or something like that over the competition. There's a lot of reasons why you may or may not want to take that capital out of that business and put it in your own pocket versus leaving it in the business, which in the long run could be the better business decision. 
Yeah. So in our business, we were, we had cash flow coming in very quickly, but we came into the business not to buy ourselves a job, but to be empire builders, to grow, to scale, to dominate the Washington, D.C. area. So as Dave was saying, what we did was we put those profits back in and reinvested in our business to grow and scale. And we did. By the end of year one, we had 10 of these mobile tiki bars all around the D.C. area. And by the end of year two, we had two stores at Dulles Airport and a store in a mall. So as Dave said, if we had taken all that money and put it in our pockets, it might have helped us, you know, personally, but it wasn't going to help us to be able to grow and scale. Most people who go into business aren't looking to buy themselves a job and or have just one little territory. They want to build a business that's a sellable asset, and you do that by reinvesting in your business. Right. And we had three food trucks. Ah, I forgot that, right? (laughs) Yes. So, Dave, we've covered a lot today. You know, my rant was ultimately this candidate who wanted to replace their income on day one. I think, you know, there's no easy answer to the question, but there's certainly a lot to think about, right? If you're going to be leaving your job and how you will replace that income, all the different things that you can look at, including the FDD, talking to other franchisees, thinking about your strategy. Are you going to reinvest in your business to really grow and scale? Could Maybe you're not going to be able to 100% replace your income on day one, but maybe if you could replace 75% of it, would you be able to live with that? Knowing that per the FDD and franchisees telling you by year two, you could possibly even be making double or more. So a lot of things to think about. Any other closing thoughts, Dave? No, it's a great topic. And it's always hard, you know, when we talk to candidates to point them in the right direction sometimes. And we don't want to make anybody, you know, feel that, you know, owning a franchise is not a lucrative opportunity for replacing an income. All we're saying is here is that, you know, even if you were to go into any business, that you're going to have to make decisions on that capital of what you do with it. And putting it in your pocket may not be the best one. So I just want to make sure that you know, we give you the opportunity to understand, as Stacy said, you know, maybe you may you only make 60% of your income the first year, but you've set yourself up to make triple the second year. Right. You know, or something like that, where if you average it out and you look at a, you know, a true time horizon for any business, say five years, that in five years, you weren't even worried about what you made in year one. Right. So a lot to think about, and hopefully your takeaway is, this is why I need to work with Dave and Stacy to help me get clarity on my why, understand all the aspects that it comes to owning a business, and ultimately to help me determine if it's a good decision. And we are really here to help you explore the different options so that you can get to your next level. So thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you next time on What's Your Next. Bye-bye. Take care. There are over 4,000 franchise concepts that could be your dream business. Which one is the perfect one for you? Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com and find out. Your dream business awaits. Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com now and find the perfect business that will get you to your next level.